It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really saying during their press conferences? Well, Ben Criddle is here to break it all down in a reading between the lines segment. Ben breaks down the latest sound from BYU coaches and players right now on Cougar Sports. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ed Criddle broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, leschwab.com. VIP products, VIP service, VIP discounts, Les Schwab Tires, full service mechanic. Get your wheels, uh, your tires on your vehicle. Stay, stay safe on those Wasatch Front Roads. Winter is here. Uh, make sure you're, you're staying safe out there. Go to leschwab, leschwab.com. All right, we're going to get into a reading between the lines segment here. And uh, Mark Pope joined John Rostein, uh, college basketball insider representing CBS Sports earlier this week. Thought it was uh, insightful. Want to play a couple sound bites and read between the lines in this segment. So, going to be brought to you by Primo Golf Apparel. PrimoGolfApparel.com. Uh, Bilo, have you seen some of the golf apparel from Primo yet? Mm-mm. Ooh, you need to. You got to check this out. Uh, new releases right now. Uh, they're fantastic. But I am a huge fan of their joggers. Love the joggers. Uh, you're a jogger guy. Yeah, I got some sweats on right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to check out their joggers. They're, they're the best sellers. Uh, I call them stretchy pants. Right? I need, actually need some of those for uh, BYU TV. I'm telling you, you got to check these out. Um, Primo Golf Apparel. You get discounts right now. Uh, ESPN 960 sale. I think it gets you 20% off right now. Head over to the, the website. You can peruse the digital aisles. Love the uh, uh, the, the the quality. Uh, also, the, you get a free hat right now. You get it to, to, to the cart when you purchase two pairs of joggers. If you buy two joggers right now, you get a free hat. Go to primogolfapparel.com. Com. All right, let's get into it. Reading between the lines. This BYU men's basketball team's 12-1. and one. They're number three in Ken Palm, number 12 in the AP poll. Mark Pope hopped on to the show with John Rothstein. Uh Mark, this was the first question I want to delve into. You had a, p- a potential team. Remember that back in COVID in 2019-2020. 3 YU was on point. By the way, 3 YU is back. They're hitting a lot of threes this year and attempting a lot of threes. Shooting 38% from the three-point line. 19 in 2020. That team could have been, I think, a Final Four run. COVID happened with that season getting canceled. In 2021, you guys were a six seed. Last year was a step back, but this year you guys are 12-1 and and surprising everyone in college basketball. How do you guys go from under the radar to being 12-1 and so far, Mark? Well, uh, you know, we've had some good fortune, first, first of all. Um, two, it's just kind of, like, you know, we've um, it's, it's the beauty of kind of, 
having a long-term game plan, right? So we, we, you know, we very intentional last season about um, we knew we would be moving to this Big 12. We knew that we didn't want to come in. You know, we had kind of been retooling the roster every year, like is the trend in college basketball right now because the portal is so powerful. And we felt like going into the Big 12 with all of the new that we were going to face, we didn't, we didn't want to have to have a new roster. And so um, we went really, really, you know, we did the thing you're not supposed to do in college basketball because there's no staying power, right? So we went super, super young last year. We're playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. And and um, I think it's been a real gift for us to have those guys back. And so now it's year two, and our guys are so much better um, year two for us than they are the first year just because – you know, maybe it's because I'm not a very good coach, but it takes our guys time to learn how we do what we do. And so, um, you know, we've had, you know, certainly we've had good fortune. Uh, we've, we've got some guys that have been in this program. They're working on their second year, so they know things better and, and, um, and, and put those two things together. And we're, we're excited with what we're trying to become. I love this commentary. I've made this point before um, regarding Mark Pope, his culture, what he does. BYU will be successful under Mark Pope when he gets the right guys in the program, gets the right guys on the bus, right? And that may be cliche to say, but not everyone below likes to put in the work that Mark Pope puts in. When he talks about relentless 365, 24-7, 365, not everyone's about that life. Not everyone's about being in the gym 24-7. Not everyone's about getting extra strength and conditioning in. Not everyone's about eating right. Not everyone's about watching film. And, and, and not everybody just wants to go out and, and it, it's just something they do, not something they love. Mark Pope loves work, loves basketball. And, and so when you bring in someone that likes a more holistic experience, likes to have balance in life, Mark Pope is not a balanced human being. <laughs> He's not balanced. I, I, like, I, I wish I was more balanced, by the way. I'm not typically a balanced human being. Um, I, I, but I'm not nearly as successful as Mark Pope. Like, Mark Pope's extremely successful, extremely talented, right? Um, the last couple of years, I, I, I just think it was difficult to find the right guys, you know, it, to bring into the program and develop them as quickly as they would have liked and get them doing, as he pointed out, the right things, the things that how we do it, right? How we yeah. do it. Um, I think the biggest thing is is um, having guys sticking together for you know a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, one one yeah, you gotta you got you need time to learn the system, right? I think pretty. I think during the recruiting process you kind of know how your coach is like how intense he is or what he expects from you so i don't think that's too much of a shock i think i think you know get into a new program in any sport you know anytime is going to take some time to you know get acclimated to the culture or whatnot but that's too that's not too much of a shock so i, I don't think you know that's 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 you know where i would put the percentage of is is of the success going to um, is is the the right guys he has in? I think it's the 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 guys the right guys being together, you know, for more than a season and not having a lot of guys come in and out in and out right like these one and done guys, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, you know, build that team that team chemistry on and off the court, um, that you know it takes time. Yeah. So to have that, I, for I don't a think years, Mark believed in his core 
and that's why he went to the portal. If you don't believe in your core and the guy, you know, going young like they did last year, um, then then you you go portaling, mm-hmm. and so that's hard. I think it, I don't know. I, I I think some of it has to do with maybe maybe what he would say is maybe the lack of BYU LDS talent to choose from at the time. That's definitely improved. Dallin Hall, Rishi Saunders uh, are, are good examples of that. Tanner Toulson was part of that similar signing class. They got some guys. They got some guys to build around. They, they invested in them. But they also found some guys in the portal like Jackson Robinson who have stuck around for multiple years now. So I mean. and, and, and they're looking really, really good and developed now. Uh, but they have to buy into Mark Pope. They have to buy into that 24-7, 365, relentless gym rap mindset. Not everyone's cut out to that. I don't think Caleb Lawner was cut out for that. I think yeah. Caleb, Caleb didn't want that life. So he was gave him the deuces. Well, yeah, I think they would have liked to keep him. But I think Caleb gave him the deuces yeah. more so than Mark gave him no, the that's deuces. That's what I mean. That's right, what I mean. but, like, he's like, I am. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't want the, like, look, no disrespect, Coach, but I don't want, I ain't about that life. I no, don't want this. It's okay. And it's fine, yeah, it's fine. It's right. Like, I mean, I'm sure you had teammates that weren't about that life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, but the thing about football is you can go, under, you, can, you, can, you can not be about that life and go under the radar and be fine. Yeah, because, especially at BYU, exactly. you can continue to cast checks. Yeah, yeah. and basket basketball is more difficult, right? Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna you get know. well. There's less people. It's like it's like twelve of y'all, mm-hmm. fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Like I can we we can see that you don't want this. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. clearly, yeah, clearly see that. Caleb, you want to chime in? I was gonna say just like Brian saying, it's really easy to hide behind 150 other guys. Mm-hmm. But again, when there's ten of you, and I feel like the thing about Mark Pope, I have I have limited experience with him I'm, I'm a football guy but i think that he keeps it real um mm-hmm. and so i'm sure that those conversations came by with Kate blown and other guys and he was like that's cool like see ya and i think those guys can go find their other things i was gonna say similarly like like dallin holker i feel like from what i remember and i know dallin i love dallin he really wasn't that grinder kind of guy he was never gonna grind it out and stick behind isaac rex like isaac rex is just barely leaving mm-hmm. and so to see him be like I'm not about that grind. I'm going to leave and see him go shine somewhere else. Like, that's fine. But then down here, like, he was never going to grind like that to stay here. And he didn't have to do that same thing somewhere else. So I think that kind of goes both ways. Like, you might not be about it here, but that mentality that you have can do you better things somewhere else. But but you also also got to think. about to open up a Pandora's box, bringing back the Dallin Hulker comment. We can do an entire hour on that. We could. I love love Dallin, and that's a a big box. You also got to think, too, that – you know, when you have less guys on a team like basketball, and let's say, you know, twelve or let's say let's say eleven of them are bought in, but there's four that kind of have one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. You 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 you'll decide really fast if you want to get on if you want to get on one accord with everybody. You know what I mean? So it'll make you it'll make you two things: either you leave or it'll it'll make you elevate to the same level that everybody else is at. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I, I love about the sport of basketball because that that chemistry is so intimate, right? Because there there's less of you guys. Yeah. And and you really truly do feed off each other. I like I love watching the Warriors, like back in the day Warriors, right? What, you know, Chris Mullen? Like No. Back in the day, like five years ago. <laughs> that's back in the day. It's back in the day, man. I thought you were like I thought you were gonna go like Tim Hardaway, like Chris Mullen back in the day. Nah, I was like three when that I was probably eight. But but anyway, I but I love watching them because they all fed off each other's energy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And and they knew like like when you watched when you hear, you know, interviews of, of those guys of like how, you know, they put together that little small dynasty and, and uh 
anybody that came on, even even you know Durant. Durant was like, oh shoot, like mm -hmm. this, I ain't never experienced this. Like I gotta I gotta bring it every day. It's another level. That's what he said. That's a championship team. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I like the mindset that Coach Pope has, and it's like, yo, you gotta sink or swim. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And right now, it looks like everybody's swimming. Well, they got a challenge ahead of them. You know, it's not like they, you know, for many people that are trying to poke holes in their resume, they're going to say strength of set schedule is not good, right? You're, you're sitting at a roughly, you know, 300. They, out of the top 10 Ken Palm teams, they have the easiest schedule this year. Okay, so something to keep an eye on. But, Mark, your team made a huge statement early in the season beating San Diego State. That was a great win. How do you guys win that game, and how has that win given your team the confidence to play BYU basketball and continue winning? Well, I, you know, listen, I have, like, my respect for Dutch and his program and what they do every single year is unending. We've had this series since I've been here, and I love it, and I think he loves it, and and um, it's, it's always been an early season mark for us. And the thing that you know you're getting with San Diego State every single game, every single year, is you're going to get an elite defensive team, an elite physicality and rebounding team uh, that you're going to go up against. And, and so I was really pleased to see that we could survive um, in those two categories with them. We still needed Dallin Hall to come make a bunch of shots and bail us out um, as the game went on. But – but uh, we were really, really functional on the glass, um, and and that you know that's going to be massively important for us to try and stay alive there in the Big 12, both offensive and defensive glass. And so I love that, and I love the fact that you know our guys felt like they were pretty together. You know, we faced some adversity in that game, and the guys kind of hung in there, and we had some guys step up and make plays for us at the end, and it kind of made us feel like you know what we, we're we're making progress. What a win it was, arguably the best win um, of the season. Unfortunately, the, the one true road test, they lost to Utah, but Utah's turned out to be a pretty gosh dang good team, all things considered. They're 26 in Ken Palm, so not a bad loss after all. Mark, your team has guys scoring on average between 9 and 17 points per game. What is it like as a coach to have that type of balance on the offensive side of the court? Uh, it's it's really fun, man. For a purist, which 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 you know we we tend to err on that side of just loving this as a team sport and 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 the magic of what a team can do. Um, it, it makes it really fun, and it, it also gives you some security knowing. You know, I think uh, we we broke this benchmark. I think a, a week or two ago, where we've had now nine players on our roster that have put up twenty points in a game. Um, and so just knowing that you have a bunch of guys that on any given day in any given situation could step up and 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 really carry you for a few minutes on the offensive side is pretty great. And um and and you know to have that to have um that type of situation you have to be uh you know a ball protection team and an assist team and our guys have been excellent in both those areas and it makes it fun uh, on the offensive end it makes it really fun to play that way um and I think our guys enjoy it. Anyway, that's Mark Pope. Uh, this team, probably the most impressive element of this team is what John pointed out there, and I invite you to, to download the podcast, listen to the to it it's in, in its entirety. <clears throat> John Rothstein and his podcast, CBS Sports. Um, 
the fact that everyone's scoring, everyone's pretty selfless. Everyone's looking for better, better shots, good, better, best shots. So that's tough, man. In a me-first world, in a, uh, a, a, a narcissistic, ego-driven world we're living in where everybody feels like they're the most important ones on a roster, at a corporation, you know, it's just nice to see the distribution of wealth. Um, and it's, it's voluntary. It's not forced. It's voluntary. You can see it in the way that they play. You can see in the way that they, they, they just they truly believe in the system and everybody's going to get fed. And that's beautiful. Now, the, the adversity is about to come. Mm-hmm. So once that adversity strikes, are they going to stay the course? Right. I've been on teams that. where we stayed the course. I've been on teams that we didn't stay the course after adversity struck. That strength schedule gets really tough. Starting with Cincinnati here this weekend. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good point you make, man. Because um, everybody's riding high right now. You know what I mean? Um, you don't got to go to class right now. Teachers aren't making you take tests. You don't got to do homework. All the ladies are on you. You know what I mean? Everybody's high fiving you. But I'm just, I'm saying, like, it's life is good right now, right? You know what I mean? You can, you may be getting some, a little bit extra attention and love with NILs, right? Like, and as soon as that happens, as soon as you 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 start losing it, adversity hits, all that stuff is gone in a second. You got to go to class, you got to do homework, all them weeks that you didn't, you know, that you wasn't taking them tests. Now you got to go go to test and sit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and and that and 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 so it, it starts to impact you off the court as well. You know what I mean? And uh and yeah, and then, and then I think, you know, guys start, you know, doing taking taking, uh, you know, roles and responsibilities into their own hands. You you saw a lot of times with with, with BYU football this year, especially on the defensive side. It's like, how come you guys could shut down, uh, you know, the run this week, but the, the next week you can't because everybody's trying to do more than just their job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and that's usually what happens. It's like, okay, we're we're down right now. We've, you know, we're we're on a three game losing streak. I, let me try to be Superman. You know, but I think that the, the the thing that's allowing this to happen right now is is again the culture. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? The chemistry being together for a minute. And then also, when, when, when you start to execute your coach's system, and you see the results that you see now. You don't. You dare. You don't fight back. You don't talk back. You, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir, master. <laughs> that's crazy. Yes, that's yes, crazy, Bilo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's. But I, that's just how it is. That's just. It's like you. It's like you have the proof. You 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 go. Okay. If I 
every time we 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 play this way, we we play within the system. Look at the success that we're getting. So why would I not continue to do that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so the hard part about buying into a system or a methodology or a culture is you don't know what the end result's going to be. But when you do see that end result, you go, oh, okay, we're all bought in. But again, like you said, the hard part is is is, is going to be, you know, what's going to happen when they hit that adversity? Are they going to, you know, go right and do their and and you know do their own thing, or are they going to go left and, and continue to stay the course? Are you process oriented or are you a results oriented person? That is the question. I try to be process oriented, man. Try my best, but results, it's, we're human nature. We have a we 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 we're a part of that human condition, the fallen state of man. It's hard not to to uh, process gets you results. Yes, indeed. Mark Mark Pope Jackson Robinson is one of the the best basketball players. He's a leading scorer, right? In uh, in 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 the on the BYU basketball team, he's coming off the bench right now. How dynamic of a player is he, and why is he valuable off the bench? Yeah, Jackson is a he's special, man. He is a. He is really special. Uh, the the strides he's made, his trajectory is what's really astonishing. Um, he was good for us last year in a, in a really young team. And, you know, he was a junior but was essentially playing freshman minutes. He'd been at two different schools and had not really ever played. And, um, and, and you know, to watch him work uh, during the offseason this year, not just on his skills. He put in a tremendous amount of work on his game on the court, but also his work off the court in the locker room, building relationships with guys, you know, he's, he's killing it academically right now for us. Um, and that's all of the DNA of the pedigree of a guy that says things to me like, coach, I don't care if I start or come off the bench. I just want to go have a huge impact on this game and help us win. I don't know if there's a lot of coaches in the country that have the luxury of bringing their leading scorer and maybe most talented player off the bench, and he's just fully embracing it. But it's working for us. It's, it's been great for our team, and that's the luxury of coaching uh, big-time human beings like Jackson Robinson is. Jackson Robinson. Uh, Mark uh, loves himself some Jackson Robinson. This was one of the best pickups in the portal. Uh, but Jackson had to put in the work. He was always been talented. Always had the length, the athleticism, the even the shooting capabilities. He just haven't been able to put it together. How much, like you know what I see in J- J- Jackson Robinson this year? I see a stoic, to a degree. Like I see a calm, cool, collected individual. When he has become emotional in games, almost like overconfident, like he almost like gets in his own head, maybe misses a free throw. But when he is stoic and he's balanced yeah. and he's just in a groove. That's Jackson Robinson, and it's his best self, and that's why he's produced so much. He's not getting into the highs and lows. Uh, I don't think – like, the fact that he's coming off the bench speaks to how bought in he is because most guys that are four stars like this with that amount of potential, that amount of ability, they don't come off the bench. I don't do that. that ain't, I'm, I'm a starter. I've been a starter. That it just speaks volume to the buy-in, and that you got to give a ton of credit to. That speaks to Mark Pope, speaks to Cody Fieger, obviously Coach uh, Coach, uh, um, you know, Cahill Fennell, Nick Robinson, the entire crew. Yeah, you know, something was that stood out to me. It reminded me a little bit of what Bronco used to say. Um, he's when when Coach Pope said that he's killing it right now for them academically. Um, 
which is which is you know challenging at BYU to 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 you know perform athletically and then perform academically. And Bronco used to always say, "What's us?" I could tell, you know, how somebody is going to perform, you know, in some cases, right? Like how how their routine is, um, how their how their grades are. Um, and usually there's a, a correlation in the translation. Or he used to say how clean the locker, how clean a player's locker room is, is a is a good translation uh, uh, translation to the success that they'll have in the classroom and then success that they have, you know, on the field because that the, the same structure, right, um, that you have when it comes to organizing your locker and, and is the same structure that you have to that you apply when it comes to organizing your life, like your routines and things like that. So I know a lot of the guys that, you know, were ballers on the, on, on, on my team were also, you know, ballers in the, in the classroom. And that just means you're, you're 1000% bought in. You know what I mean? Cause you really don't got, you really don't have no other time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I didn't have a lot of girlfriends or doing stuff that I, I shouldn't have, I mean, it's not that I was doing bad stuff. I could have just been doing better stuff, better stuff, better stuff. Right. Um, I would have, you know what I mean? Like my guys would have been been better as well, and so that 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 to me as an athlete, right? As athletes, we know. We, I'm like, dang, dude, you you balling and you and you got straight A's, like, dude, like I just, I'm man, I look up to you, you know what I mean? Yes. And and so again, like, you're truly truly bought in because you're so focused on two things, which is what you're supposed to be focused mm-hmm. on, right? Ball school. Caleb, any final thoughts before we wrap up the segment? I think that especially at BYU, school of football is hard. I think that you're demanded a lot of extra things that, that other athletes at other schools don't get. I mean, I feel like professors at BYU are making classes hard on purpose, Facts. and there's nothing you can do about it. Facts. On top of the other thing, the standard that you're held to at BYU as an 18- to 25-year-old guy, like you want to go out and smoke and drink and party and do these things with girls, and, and you can't do that stuff and play BYU and attend BYU. And one, I think that not being able to do those things – ends up being a competitive advantage for you, but it's also in the back of your mind, like, ah, uh, I could be, or maybe I'll just go try and, like, be sneaky about it. Um, so those guys that are excelling on the field and in the classroom and in life, like, I think guys like Connor Pay, he's like a two, three-year, 4.0 kind of guy. Like, he's a, he's been a starter the whole time. He has a consistent 4.0. Like, that's impressive stuff that not everybody can do at BYU or not at BYU. Um, and so those guys really, they're just bought in top down. I felt like when you were going off on like all the hedonistic wants and pleasures of the the earth, I felt like I was listening to uh, a young man. Uh, he went viral years ago. He said he wanted to do hood rat stuff with his friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just want to do hood rat. I just want to do hood rat and stuff. He, like with my stole hood rat his friends. grandma's like car and yeah, crashed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like ten. He's like ten. Years. I was like eight. <laughs> oh, I want to do eight. hood rat stuff with my friends. <laughs> but who doesn't? Who doesn't? I do every day. Who doesn't want to go do hood? <laughs> and I'm like, if, if I if I caught my son doing something like that, and he said, "Dad, I just want to do hood wrestling with my friends," like, how can I be mad at that? I, yeah, it's hard not to laugh. How can I be mad at that? Like, because who doesn't? He's seven years old. I just threw, he's from South Florida, <laughs> Latarian Milton. Latarian? Latarian. That's the first. Issue. That's, 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 South that's the first, first issue right there. That auto charge that he stole his grandma's Latarian. Dodge Durango Latarian. for a joy ride. That's um, crazy. You know he's you know he's gonna be ba- a bad kid. That's a crazy name. Oh, man. Latarian. What the? But I mean, imagine that headline. But his name is, is Steve. <laughs> right, right. <It's laughs> like, I'm not believing it. 
Nah, it ain't, no, ain't no Steve stealing cars at eight years old. Hey, um, I, I sent you a sound clip, Martin. I do want to play this at the end of the segment. One last thing from uh, Mark Pope. Mark, this will be your team's first year in the Big 12 with your first game this Saturday versus Cincinnati. What's the feeling of knowing you're playing Big 12 basketball now? Um, it's a little twofold. Of course, on the one hand, we're so excited. Uh, you know, we've said this over and over again, but you got that sound bite? really humbly. Like, we understand. Like, this gauntlet, I don't know if it exists anywhere else in college sports right now. Um, not just basketball, where you just go through this 18-game gauntlet and there is no – that you never have a breath. There's never a, uh, a game on there where you're like, yep, that we should get that one. Every single one is a toss-up. Um, and so – um, we're, we're coming to this league super humble. Uh, we understand we're the new guys, and, and it's really exciting. And, and um, we know that we have a ton of work to do. We know we're going to get punched in the face a little bit, and it's going to be all about how we respond and how resilient we are. So all of that is really exciting. On the flip side, we're doing exactly the same thing today as we enter our first Big 12 this, you know, on Saturday that we did a week ago as we were preparing for Wyoming and the week before that when we were preparing for Bellarmine. We kind of have a sense of who we are striving to be, and we're just chasing that every day. And so in that sense, nothing's really different. Like, we just, we, 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 we're on the same path. We just hope that the path we've chosen and the trajectory we're on uh, will, will lead to some success in that league. What? Man. All this hood rats discussions, you know, even even leaked <laughs> into Mark Pope's. Leads to some, leads to some sex. <laughs> Man, all right, all right, real quick before you, you should go cut to break. that. You should cut that part. Oh, out. You, cut that part out. <laughs> you know how you keep, you know how you keep oh, them clips. You got to keep out of that hedonism. Yeah, you, know you keep them clips. Yeah, well, you know. I don't know. Yeah, we uh, new producers uh, over the last. You know, less, we haven't kept as many sound mics, oh, oh, but, okay, but I do okay. agree with you. We've got to keep those and play them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so every time BYU wins, you should put that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lead some success. Lead to some, Goodness, <laughs> some success. Success. Uh, <laughs> well, it's true on both ends, especially if you're married at BYU. So. Yeah. Even if, well, even if you're not. Yeah, it eventually <laughs> will even lead. Not. It'll eventually lead you to. You know what? I'll tell you what. Some of those married guys probably just go home and get in bed. Mm-hmm. Okay? They just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. I got church in the morning. Real quick, let's just play the I want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Let's, let's play that before we go to break, can we? Before we get to what's cooking with the Cougars? Let's, all right, let's play it. Seven-year-old takes a car uh, on a joyride. Marion Milton is not your typical seven-year-old. Few his age have ever driven an SUV up and down several busy streets. It all started at his mother's townhouse. Latarian says he took the car keys and hopped into his grandmother's Dodge Durango. When I came through the back door... I looked on the counter, my keys were gone. I took my grandma car because I got mad at my mom, and then I saw him have my friend come in, and he smoked with cigarettes. He started the vehicle and put it into gear. I yanked the, I yanked it, I yanked the um, thing. And off they went, two seven-year-olds alone on the road. Latarian drove several miles through Lake Park and Palm Beach Gardens. We got the one call that I told you about of a driver in the vehicle who looked too short to be able to see over the steering wheel. Along the way, he ran over two mailboxes, hit two parked cars in a Costco parking lot, and struck two moving cars near Walmart. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things to drive into a car. But did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff with my friend. It all ended on Investment Lane and Consumer Drive. That's where Latarian hit the curb and sideswiped the sign. The SUV took most of the beating, snapping off one of his axles and wheels. 
a grandmother's rage. I want to whip his behind. That's what I want to do right now. If I thought they wouldn't take me to jail, I'd whip his behind right now. You don't think he should be punished for all of this? Just a little bit, no video games for a whole weekend. And one unusual story for police. You, are you sorry? Yes. You understand that now your grandma's going to have to pay to have those cars fixed because yes. you hit those cars. Can my mom help her? Can you? <laughs> hey, that's why we have the honor code, so we don't do hood rat stuff. We'll go to break. Keep you on that straight and narrow. That's why I love Brigham. Uh, don't go anywhere. What's cooking with the Cougars? Coming up next, this is Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. It's rush hour, and you're heading home after a long day. Now the question becomes, what are you going to pick up for dinner? Ben Criddle tells you what you should pick up and also gives you the latest news that's cooking with BYU Sports in What's Cooking with the Cougars here on ESPN 960. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from... Our Les Schwab Tire Studios, LesSchwab.com. It is time for What's Cooking with the Cougars. It's going to be brought to you by Bowtown Pub and Grub, BowtownPub.com. I love me some Bowtown Pub and Grub. I think it's more grub than pub. I love sports. I love sustenance. At the vineyard location, 3,000 square feet, and you got 38 flat screens. Sounds like a fantastic time. Bottomless fries and a fantastic menu, a delicious, delectable menu. Bowtown Pub. And Grub is a place that I don't think many BYU fans have visited. Why? Because there's a pub in the name. That's just my personal opinion. But they have a fantastic menu, guys. I'm not kidding you. Signature entrees, sandwiches, pizzas, appetizers. Uh, they stand above the rest, I believe, in flavor, freshness, and quality. They smoke their own wings, hand-cut their own french fries and potato chips, cook their own corned beef. They have an awesome investment in their recipes uh, that I think you'll all enjoy. Bowtown Pub and Grub, bowtownpub.com. Check it out today, the Vineyard or Lehigh location here in Utah County. All right, uh, some of the news and notes of the day. Let's get into it. By the way, shout out to everyone that joined us today on the Bowtown Pub and Grub hotline. Marona Lalo Pututau, what a fantastic interview that was. Really enjoyed the Puka Nakua sound from Pat McAfee show. Make sure you uh, definitely listen to the Pat McAfee show. They do a fantastic job. Matt Brown of Extra Points, fantastic. And then the John Rostein, uh, CBS Sports interview with Mark Pope. Tremendous, tremendous. Some great content out there for all Cougar Nation to consume. So we appreciate all of it. Let's start off with this. I love me some big game boomer. Okay, These lists are not always accurate, but I always appreciate them. Who is the big brother and little brother in sports in each state? Now, he's got himself in a lot of trouble over the years, um, the last couple of years, because he's gone on record and said that uh, BYU's the big brother. But he's flipping the script a little bit, and he's placing Utah over BYU. Now, this is a political move for him because he's received so much heat over the years by uh, being so BYU-friendly. So, big game, we were playing politics. We are in an election year, election cycle after all. So, you got to play politics and flip the script a little bit. By the way, Brian, who are you voting for this year? I'm kidding. Don't go there. You be you. <laughs> right. right. All oh, right. Oh, 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 you mean, oh, you mean, uh, you talking about for the for presidential. He, was, he wasn't locked He wasn't locked in. No, I thought you, I thought he you meant voting in. like who's big brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, UVU is the big brother of the state now. I'm, I'm voting for Jesus. All right, I like that. Uh, Pershawn Walker, BYU's hired another member of the BYU football team staff with new assistant coach Tim Ishmael, 
who will be coaching with BYU this uh, coming season. Tim spent last season as a strength and conditioning uh, coach for Army football. Prior to that, he was the strength and conditioning coach at Hardin-Simmons University based out of Abilene, Texas. He's a brother coming into Provo. Uh, I, I think we need more brethren in Provo. I think it's a, it's a good move. Uh, I'll think so. Look, I'm not necessarily one for you know hiring people just to hire uh, a face, an ethnicity, a you know just being superficial with it. They have to have core competencies. You have to hire the best person. But that being said, and I'm speaking to two brothers here, you need representation, no doubt, in that weight room. And we've had it in the past. AJ Middleton, I really enjoyed AJ. I don't know if you, you know you AJ trained you a little bit, right, D- Caleb? DJ Black Dragon. Yeah, I, is, I don't is, know what the nickname is. DJ Black Dragon. He just had massive arms. I don't know. Who's he, who are you talking about? You don't know A.J. Middleton? He's a good man. Good man. I think he may have moved on to Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I, I think it's good. Yeah. Your thoughts, Caleb? I think that, especially at a place like BYU, if you don't have black coaches, you're not going to get black players. Amen. I, our entire corners room, half those guys are not coming without Coach Guilford there. Maybe now um, with a guy like Coach Hill, coaching the DBs, guy that knows football more, um, guy that played in the NFL, yeah, Coach yeah. Hill. White corner, um, but I think that especially at BYU and all the controversy that comes with the name of BYU, whether it's there or not, it's still there in the rhetoric. I think that you need that representation to get players. I do too, and I think you need it across the athletic. Not league. just yeah, not just. I mean, you've got Brandon Bradley, Mike Hall, Mike up Hall. in the up in the front office um, in academics. You need guys in the weight room. You need yeah, guys on the coach staff. I put an ice by them now because they're LDS. You know, and that and it's nothing. Wrong and that's with fair that. too. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. But it's true. Well, so Brandon, so everyone has a different journey, right? So everyone has a different journey. Is is and like you're a Bay Area brother, your culture, you know, your thought process, the way that you were raised, below, you're not the same as Florida boys, African American, you know, not even close. Everyone's different, and so like even I've never experienced racism, and they experience racism every day. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just different. We we talked about this during the BLM COVID era. Like we had all these different brothers from the BYU Brotherhood come on and give their perspective. It was awesome. Um, Caleb has his story, right? Brandon Bradley has his story. He did serve a mission. Uh, He was a convert, I think, around eight, ten years old. I don't think he was raised in the church from infancy. Brian Keel, a different story, right, having been adopted. His dad played football at Utah State, was a running back. Mom wanted to give up the baby, and uh, the Keel family adopted Brian. So, like, Mike Hall was a convert. He didn't come to BYU as a convert, right? right? So, like, he came to BYU and experienced what he experienced, and he's like, look, like, we're only as good as our anecdotes. He knew what life was like wherever he came from, with the family they came from, and he met a girl, he fell in love. He's like, look, I actually like this lifestyle, right? You know what I mean? Like, so I don't hate on anyone, but I I understand what you mean. And some people say, ah, you bought in, right? Jamal Willis bought in. Kalen Hall bought in. And, like, they did it for a reason, though, too. And I think it's ignorant to undermine, you know, the positive fruits of the faith, the culture, I just want to, you know, you know what I mean, and I know I'm you're not. not. Doing that at all. No, I know you're not. You're going too deep. I know. I feel you. But you, but you said something that what is I'm saying, taken. What I'm saying is, what? Is, what okay, continue. Yeah, please. what I'm saying is, when you say that, and I think, you know, we get Caleb's thoughts on this too. It's always an asterisk. You said asterisk. So, well, he's because he's LDS. He's LDS. Yeah. Well, like, I can't connect with him because he's LDS. Yeah. Yeah. Me, no. The average black yeah, yeah. kid that's not LDS. That doesn't that's not from Utah. Yes, 
Yeah, just the facts, dude. Yeah. It's the facts, man. I I got teammates that I've lived this with. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I understand that. I think it's different. I think Mike Hall's different than Brandon. I think Brandon's different from. Bro, I'm not, look, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. From once, that, once that wall gets down, they'll be able to connect with those kids. Sure, sure, the sure. The issue is having the wall up. Mm-hmm. You have the wall up because you look at somebody that's not like you. That's what I mean. If you're black and you're LDS and I'm black and I'm not LDS, you're not like me. It's just the truth. It's just the facts, dude. Yeah. It's the facts. I think, I think there is this thought process, though, from some. I'm not saying it's you. I'm saying like, ah, you got hoodwinked. You know, you got, you got, you got to, you, you, you bought in. No, you're going too deep. Really? You're going too deep. You kids relate to to to, to mentors and adults that are similar to them. That's just the that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line. That's human nature, yeah. It, yeah, it's human. That's, yeah. That's, that goes outside of go to go to the states in in Alabama and in sure. in Florida, right? They like they play on the team together, but sure. they, you go you walk in the locker rooms, you walk outside of of you know outside of the locker room. Black kids ain't partying with the white kids in the team. This is, I mean, that's just how it is. That's everywhere. There's clicks everywhere, and it's it's having that. You know that 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 comfort and that safety of like okay yeah, yeah like you're you're just like me. So my point is is that when I say asterisk, I'm saying that from a being able to connect and relate to a kid that's not LDS and black, mm-hmm. and then to do with the decision of being hoodwinked or whatever the case is, because a lot of the kids that are black that come in here, my best friend who I talked to mm-hmm. this day, Corby Eason, from Georgia, right, mm-hmm. came in black, double minority. Boom, got baptized, and it's thriving right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Principal at a, at a middle school. Like but if he's at BYU as a mentor, the non-LDS African-American is not going to be able to connect with him as easily as an individual that yes. is African-American yes, but correct. not LDS. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes, correct. You're, you're just going to get labeled with that. You're black, but you're LDS, so you might as, you're the same you're as, club. as these white LDS guys until you, like, prove different. And, 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 How do you and, prove differently? It's just like, connecting with it. Like, it's just connect. Yeah, yeah. It's just being able yeah. to connect. And my, that's, why, that's why I say it goes back to the. the, the it goes back to this. The, it's the it's the wall, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not opening up to you, which means I'm not gonna. You can't connect with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't care if we watching Friday. We talking about black jokes. We t- you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you gonna I'm a I'm a I'm you can come into my I'll allow you into my space up until a certain point, and that point that you need in order for me to connect and and for you to you know take our relationship to a, to the next level and you really could have an influence in my life from a mentor standpoint mm-hmm. that's going to be that's going to be extremely hard circle it's of trust be, it's going to yeah. be extremely hard man like i grew i grew up with with black people up in in Logan Utah and you would like look at them and be like oh that's a brother and they're the kind of brother that like hates other black people like they're not for the culture they just like to be like the only black person in the group Sure. Oh, yeah, like I they don't. And so you would like you would come down here and you would see that kind of person up the office and you'd be like oh a black guy and then they would like hate you yeah so I think that you re, you have to yeah establish that trust. You got to prove that like you can be someone they can trust. A face is just a face. A face is just a, regardless of of skin tone. Connect, a face is a face. Yeah. Connecting culture to culture, commonalities, yeah. community. That's yeah. most important. Yeah, it's less. It's less. In my opinion, it's less of the color. Yeah. It's more of like I see myself in you. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and 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 vice versa. Like okay. Like we are. We have similar paths. You know, uh, both play corner, both black, both not. Elder, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like all those things allow me to to connect a lot easier and a lot and a lot faster. So I I just think that 
having black um, administration in the athletic department um, that's LDS is not enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not helpful. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, Brandon and those guys, like, I know them. I play, like, Brandon sure. was the other corner of me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. still with my best friends t- to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Who was most impactful to you from a mentorship standpoint at BYU? Bronco. Yeah. Outside of Bronco, who was it? Um, I'd probably say Andrew Rich. I was going to say Andrew Rich, right? And, I, it's and, funny and, you, you and, said that because I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> Andrew Rich, a white dude from Ogden. Mm-hmm. He's from the hood, though. That's what he says. He's, <laughs> he's, like, that's, he's like, that's why we get it long. Yeah, top, up in the hood. Hey, top, to, top to bottom, state of Utah, it's – Look, he's, look, he's like he's so. I talked about Corbin. I think, Eason, his, right? I think his dad was had a country club membership. So, <laughs> so, so I don't so, know what he's telling you. You know, Andrew, Andrew got a, Andrew had a, a you know a different childhood. You know, sure. uh, and you know, uh, than I would say most people. Sure. I don't want to say rough because rough is relative to the individual, but sure. it was much different. It was his different. experience was different, and but um, yeah, like like I said, Andrew and um, you know, Scott Johnson. I would say even too. I would say Corby too, because we, we just you know we just yeah. we kind of we fed off each other. You know yep. we, you know to see his life experiences and then my life experiences. You know he came in with a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Christian, little Christian's almost eighteen now, um, and uh, yeah, I mean completely two separate backgrounds. You know what I mean, and um, and I think I think you know he we always say this like man if we didn't have each other it'd be you know a little bit different. Now mind you. I say all this, it gives you some really good perspective because my coach, Coach here at the time, um, black, not LDS. Didn't connect with I, him at all. No, not yeah, at exactly. all. I mean, and it, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, and it wasn't a negative thing, right? Like, it yeah. wasn't in a negative way. We just, I had nothing bad to say about him. I think yeah. I, I learned the most football from him Yep. And than anybody in my entire life. Like, I would say combined, outside of Bronco. Combined. And that says a lot because I played yeah. a lot of football. I've been a lot, around a lot of coaches. But, 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 but I'm not the normal kid. I'm not the normal double minority. Everybody knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm on BYU TV. You're a chameleon. No, I'm not a chameleon. I just, I'm just a realist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I don't, I think so different in, in my when thought process. When I say process. chameleon, I say adapt to your environment, not change your core principles or philosophies. When I say chameleon, I mean, you're not changing who you're, 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 like your essence and who you are, right? You just uh, you're able to adapt and find the good in environments. I don't even I, see. I don't even think of it that way. Like I don't even think like oh wherever I go, let me try to find the good. I just I just I just be chilling. <laughs> just be. I just be like I'm just like. So when I say this, it gives it a lot of perspective and why I I think I'm able to be successful here and then in in a lot of places that I go to is. If you're not messing up my money, I say this all the time. If you're not messing up my money, or if you're not physically harming me and my boys, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you're Mormon, gay, black, orange, green, yellow, Muslim. If you're not doing those two things, we 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 I'm cool. We cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Naturally, you're going to try to be friends with everybody until they tell you you know they're going to do something that that deters you from it. I just I just don't get a I just don't get offended a lot, mm-hmm. right? I don't think I don't take a lot of things personal because of those two principles I live by. And it allows me to walk into a situation like this, being black and not Mormon, with that guard down and being able to connect. And I, I can't. I come in open. I came in open. Whereas, you know, 
you know, guys like Corby would have to, they started connecting through me, through, you know, like, mm-hmm. once they saw me open up, which I, I came out the gates open, they were like, oh, wait a minute, like, we, like, oh, yeah, these Mormons are cool. Yeah, and then they started going bowling with me, you know what I'm saying, start going on, going on hikes with me, and they do, he ended up getting baptized. You get what I'm saying? But my, that's, that's my, and that's just my point. So two things, either one, you got to find kids, and I hate to say this because like, it sounds arrogant, but you got to find kids that were raised like me. I think it's easier to, to have my mindset um, and deal with adversity because it, like the Bay Area is so diverse. Yes. Right? You can put 10 people in a room and you don't even know. Most people don't even know I'm half black. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, so, it's so diverse, different religions. I mean, it's a huge melting pot. So you never, I never, I never look at somebody and think of race or mm-hmm. anything like that because I would, it's hard to see race in the Bay. You know what I'm saying? So you just go off of how people, you know, truly treat you. So when you, when you get kids that are, you know, uh, raised in the inner cities and, and, and most predominantly black, especially in the South, when they, they're still, you know, indirect, you know, uh, segregation, right? It's, it's, it's still there. Uh, just not legally, mm-hmm. um, and then you and then they, you put them in an environment like this. They automatically like, oh, the white man. And think about how they. I'm not saying these guys are. I'm yeah. just. I'm saying I'm giving general. Like, oh man, the white man. You, you think about their parents that grew up in those eras. They're like, they come home every day. They talking. They talking smack. They the kids hear it. So when they grow up and you, and you put them in this environment like this with no resources or support, they 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 thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But me, I'm raised like. With, I, hey, you don't you don't see I don't see color. My, we, my mom never yeah. talked to me about racism, nothing like that. I I love that perspective, and I think just to come full circle here, we have a new strength addition coach, and, and it's good. AJ Middleton was uh, another uh, another great coach that we had that I think represented the LDS or the non LDS African American population. I think Tim is one of those guys as well. That being said, even though like you want to see that face. As you pointed out, Jaime Hill didn't connect always with everyone in the room that came from a you know a similar background, right? So it's more it's more to it than just it'll always be more about personality, yes, than than race for sure. Yeah, I think that on on paper, as a person of color, you want to see people of color in in like high positions. Like I I love to see. A black guy getting a job at BYU, but yes. at the end of the day, like he could be a bad fit, and I want to see him gone. Right. So I think that it'll be more about this personality. But from his resume, I feel like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he'll be good. You know, it's interesting talking to, to Rob and and Daniel and, and Devon um, and Dre. You know, on, on my podcast a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, they all said that whenever they had a, a, a you know struggling moment, a downtime when they was you know that they that they just actually had it at BYU. Um, Justin, the strength coach, was the one to, to to put you know his arm around them and 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 shake them out of it and motivate them and and be there for them and, and give them the the right counseling and and uh, and so you know Justin's you know LDS yeah you know what I mean but he he was able to 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 to, to crack that barrier with them you know what I'm saying and it was it was even hard for me when 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 Rob when Rob started coming around. You know, I remember he got suspended. Him and Jamal, and mm-hmm. they got suspended um, for the first game um, against UConn. And it took it took a man. It took me a minute. Like I, I had him over at my house, and that's when I was still married and cook, cooking cooking for him. And it, they it, they they was tough. To, they were tough. You know, even for me, 
because the backgrounds are different. And, and me and Rob, me and Rob both grew up in the Bay Area. Rob Daniel. Rob, yeah, we both grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. But you know, he his he's a you know first generation immigrant. His mom came over, um, stayed in New York. You know, ha, you know had a had a rough upbringing. So so that's what I mean. Like yeah. he's he's naturally got his every day is a battle was a battle for him. You know, when you living in. Um, you know, government housing, right? Like every day, you're not knowing your next meal. You got brothers and sisters. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, his guard is up every all day, every day, growing up. Yeah. So it was even harder for me to be, to crack. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, it's it's like you gotta, I think BYU, even from a from a from a staff standpoint, even from a recruiting standpoint, like I think BYU has to do better of getting more. You know you know, black players here and, and black staff here, but also go a little bit deeper into the background and how they're raised. Cause you don't want somebody coming here thinking like, Oh, these white people or oh, these Mormons, you know what I mean? Cause that, that's a, it's a cancer killer. I, I, there's one guy in particular that you probably, we probably know, you probably know who I'm talking about. That was a cancer for us, you know? Cause he had that mindset. He literally would be like, man, these white people, whoop and I'm not starting. I'm like, bro, you're not starting. You're not starting. Cause you're not Mormon. You're not starting. Cause you suck. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. So yeah, I think I I just think yeah, having having you know that type of personality, like you said, having that t- the personality is is really what what matters. Culture is king. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, and that that mindset too. Um, it's interesting. You know, something. You know, I think uh, it can be an entire show. We could talk about this for three hours. Uh, we're going to move on, but shout-out to Tim. Uh, we wish him luck. Hopefully he makes an impact in that strength and conditioning room. Uh, some uh, Cougars – or, sorry, one, a couple things here. Uh, Jack DeMooney and uh, Sione Puha, defensive tackle coach, welcomed home Elder Vili Puha. Uh, he signed with the Cougars, initially signed with Utah out of high school, uh, Bingham, uh, minor product here in the state, uh, three – Three-star D-end, it looks like. He's back from a mission, did a great job representing the Lord and uh, his family. Now he's back, going to be reporting to BYU, I believe, mid-year. We'll see how uh, he gets back into shape. Wish him luck. Cougars in the pros. Puka Nakua is just four catches and 29 yards away from breaking the NFL rookie records for receptions and receiving yards. In his second start, Puka had 15 catches for 147 yards, the most catches by a rookie in a single game. Carson Wentz, though, going to get the start this week. They have their playoff spot solidified. They're going to give their star quarterback, Stafford, a nice rest. Does Puka break the record with a backup quarterback? I sure hope so. He does. He's going to do it, right? He will. I think the whole team is rooting for him, even the defense. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that the the possibilities what's gonna happen mm-hmm. or what could happen. Yes. So that's that's a yeah, could happen. Per Boston.com, Patriots news. Uh, Zach Wilson ruled out for the Jets finale. At the Patriots could be the end of his his time in New York. Thank goodness, right? What's the ideal landing location for Zach Wilson? Um, to yeah, be determined. But it looks like they yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, he's gonna be traded. What will he garner, a third, fourth, fifth-round draft pick? I'm not sure. I thought he played well this season in his uh, in his starts, but uh, not well enough to turn that organization around and win football games. The Jets organization, the fans, the media there, they all thought that they were a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. I think they're much farther off than a quarterback, my personal opinion. Some basketball news. Greg Rubel states this, over the last three games, point guard Dallin Hall has 17 assists, only two turnovers. What 
and assist to turnover ratio. BYU's 11-1 with Hall has five-plus assists, including a 6-0 mark this season. Hall is in uh, is on an eight-game three-point field goal per, uh, streak, so he's hitting from three. He's shooting 42% on three-point attempts, up from 37% last season. Nice work. He's shooting 49% overall, up from 41%. Also, from Greg Rebell, from last year, end of season to this season's current numbers, ranking improvements of 200-plus spots for BYU. Pretty crazy. Turnover percentage uh they're 13th in the country remember last year how bad they were especially the first half of the year they were flying around and turning the ball over left and right it was ugly turnovers per game also they flipped the script there three-point field goal percentage from 245 to 22nd defensive free throws per game uh apparently everyone hit free throws against them uh fouls per game they fouled a lot last year, too, up 200 spots to 125 now. Other news and notes. BYU has the 301st toughest strength of schedule, non-conference schedule thus far this year, per Ken Palm. How much will the Big 12 schedule make up for that, says Cougar Stats, questions that. Last year, Texas Tech had the 336th toughest non-conference schedule and ended up with the 29th overall toughest schedule. In college basketball, Kansas State went from 256 to 18. That is what the Big 12 is going to provide BYU as far as their SOS is concerned. I'm still in the realm of if BYU goes 500, we're going dancing. 18 games, okay? All very good teams. All of them are in the top, I think, 150 of Ken Palm. Most of them are in the top 100. Most of them are in the top 50. That's what we're up against. We're playing great basketball. And uh, I'd be I'd be tickled, pink, tickled royal blue if we can be 500 this season in Big 12 play. Any thoughts, guys? Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I actually I actually feel like um, I think BYU is going to do better than that than 500. Uh, I think Jerem Jordan said 11 and seven. Ken Palm has us projected 13 and five. I like that. Whoa. Okay then. 13, 13 and 5? I like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Optimistic. I like it. I'm not. I don't know. I just think 9 and 9. I, I, feel, I feel like, so. okay, so we have these, we have, in, in every sport, you have these stats games, right? And you should see a correlation. Usually you see a correlation. So when Alabama or USC's, like, like these, these big time programs, when they play like these FCS schools or these smaller schools, the score is what? Like 70 to 0, right? Then when they get in the conference, it's it's obviously it's more challenging, and now you, they come they're coming away with wins maybe by two touchdowns instead of you know twenty touchdowns. So I feel like if that correlation is accurate, um, then BYU will be more competitive than five hundred. Caleb, um, you know I I think I can actually go with with Brian on this one a little bit. I don't know about thirteen to five, but I do think that especially in basketball. You can come away with those nail-biter wins. You never know when somebody on that opposing team is going to have an off night or someone on our team has that hot hand, and they can really just pull out even one point, bottom of the game, last second shot. You never know when you're just pulling wins out of nowhere on the road at home. And I do think that the Marriott's going to be a big advantage this season. I think that it always is, and I think that these teams are going to come in, and we've got a, a big stadium compared to a lot of these other teams. I mean, Baylor's new stadium dropped, and it's only 
7,500 seats or something like that. So people are going to come to the Marriott and, and be shocked of what they're playing against, and I think that they can really pull off more wins than I think we're expecting. 18 games, nine of them at home. I see nine wins. That's what I see, guys. <laughs> uh, that's how I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'll put it out for BYU fans to chime in on it, want to get their projections. What will BYU basketball, uh, BYU's basketball record be in Big 12 Conference play? What do you think and why? A couple other things. Noah Waterman, during BYU's current four-game win streak, he's scoring 50.8 points per game, 61% from the field, 50% from the three-point line, 80% from the charity stripe, 7.3 rebounds. He's got three assists, three blocks, one steal, two turnovers, a total of two personal fouls over 105 minutes played, the most improved player on the roster, in my opinion. He has been tremendous. And uh, Lank, Lank, you know, let them naysayers know, baby. Let them naysayers know. Everybody, everyone that I talked to after last year, they all wanted Noah Waterman in the portal. They were like, Seneca Knight, send him away. He's just like Seneca Knight. Get him out. I'm like, guys, be patient. Noah can do it. He's good. I, I love remember him. remember Seneca Knight. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Seneca. As a person? Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I mean, I got to know him. <laughs> like, I got to know him. He's a nice kid, you know? I mean, joke it. Look, you know, the body language one time after a game in which he was, uh, I mean, he played a little bit, but not down the stretch. It, BYU won, and they're in the locker room, and they're showing kind of the celebration, and, like, everyone's celebrating except for him. He's just like, you know, mm-hmm. you know the look, yeah. the, the lip mm-hmm. kind of curled up, mm-hmm. just sitting in the corner. Nah. That's nah, right. Saying, yeah, it's a, it, it's a cancer. You can't have it, right? You can't have that cancer. Mm-mm. Can't do it. So Noah's never been that way, though. Noah, I don't think, had any sort of entitlement coming in. Noah had good skill set, but he worked his tail off this offseason. Now he's reaping the rewards, reaping the benefits because he's bought in. Going back to the Mark Pope, John Rothstein interview, you need the right guys on the bus. You need everyone bought into the bus. Absolutely. Right? And uh, I think they got it. And, and Noah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that Noah has made doubters believers. I know. Didn't you guys – isn't that one what, what of your, uh, your mantras, MBD? Mm-hmm. MDB, sorry. MD, yeah. Yeah. Make doubters believe it. Yeah, right. We, I like we, that. Andrew, we, we'll put it right here on his, his bicep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. He should, he should have tatted it. Got that tatted. Mm-hmm. Should but ask him about it, that. I think, it, gets, I think it's a, it goes against the church, right? Ah, it tattoos. depends. It depends on on what it is. A number of things. Uh, so they're, like, they're switching the standard now. It's not, it's not a direct no. It's kind of an indirect no, but. <laughs> They're like leaving it up to your discretion now, almost. Yeah. Not really, but almost. That free agency. It's your own. Yeah. It's your own. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to say no, but you should choose no. Right. It's kind of. What, it's kind of more what it's like now. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like with your girlfriend. You ask her, "Babe, is it cool if I go up to the boys?" And she goes, "I don't care. Do what you want to do. If you want to. If you want, if you to. want to. If you want to. But will you be mad? Do what you want to do. Do what you want to be, Brian. Do what you want to do, Brian. I mean, be low." That's what, that's what that give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you can just start watching. I you feel start like watching TV. You start watching. You start watching me on games on game day. You shouldn't know my. You shouldn't know my name. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on. My, my <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back to having all your girls up in the stands. My wife has a crazy story about uh, about Malik Moore, and she was like literally sitting. Like, one set of girls that was there watching Malik was in front of her. The other set was in the back, and they was like, oh, Malik this, Malik that. Yeah. And she was like, which one is his real girl? Probably neither. But, or, or maybe both. Or both. But when you get tickets to the game, you got to have the honeys come. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I'd be nervous about. 
Damn, them ESPN cameras. I'm thinking, I'm just, I talk myself up this whole week to these girls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the camera on somebody else? Man. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's inviting way too much chaos into my life. That ain't about. I ain't about that. Uh, per Greg Ravel, uh Oh, a couple other things from Greg. Richie Saunders leads all guards wings at fifty-seven percent field goal percentage, up from forty-five. His freshman season has shot better than fifty percent for the field in twelve consecutive games. He's one of six BYU players averaging ten plus points per game and has made at least one three-point field goal in five of his last six. Also, B, both BYU and Cincinnati have won the bench scoring battle in all of their games this season. They get buckets from the bench, and they rebound. Both of these teams do. So uh, it's going to be a tough one, no doubt, at the Merritt Center. Uh, a couple other things. BYU is uh, now offering basketball trading cards. You see this? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Visit the Fan Zone near Portal D. You can collect them all, apparently. Uh, be sure to visit the Fan Zone at the Merritt Center. Player trading cards. Collect all 16. Two, two new cards at each home game. I like it, man. Collect them all. Is this gonna is this gonna take off? What do you think, guys? The collecting uh, card card collecting. I had a, I went as a family I, I've known for a while up in up in Logan. I went and saw them over the break. Uh, go give them some, give them some gear and and they had they had a, a trading card of me. So I think cool in a weird way, yeah. Yeah, good. it's gonna, it could be. How I'm, big? Probably not super big. I mean, it's just BYU, but we got a big fan base. I like that. So right, let's I don't see know what happens. I think it could be big. Men's and women's swim and dive, BYU swimming and dive. Uh, the men took home first uh, by beating out South Dakota and Mary Washington, while the women's team finished second behind the host FIU and ahead of South Dakota. Shout out to the men's and women's swim and dive teams. Men's volleyball news, six of the seven teams in the MPSF are ranked in the men's volleyball AVCA preseason poll, top 13. Defending champion UCLA got every first place vote, followed by GCU at 7 8 uh, at, at GCU at 7, Stanford at 8, BYU at 9, USC at 12, Pepperdine at 13, Concordia Irvine was the lone team not in it. So there you have it. Uh, those are some of the news and notes of the day. Anything else, guys, before we wrap up the show and a What's Cooking with the Cougars segment? Anything else stand out to you? Any other news and notes that we missed, guys? You got uh, you got anything, Martin? You got anything, below? No, Jesus loves you. Okay, uh, check this out. BYU Hoops. Uh, fans giveaway right now. The Royal Blue Collective just put this out for the chance to win everything below. Uh, it's a it's two lower bowl tickets to the BYU versus Houston game. Nice team autographed basketball, team private practice experience. That's kind of cool. It's unique. Royal Blue Collective. Is it, they're giving it for free. Well, you have to like the post. You got to follow the Royal Blue Collective on Twitter. Tag three of the biggest BYU fans you know. Bonus, follow Royal Blue Collective on Instagram, like, and tag. Closes at midnight MST, uh, Mountain Standard Time, on January 18th. That's nice of them. I would have been like, y'all got to have a minimum of $10,000 donation. Well, this is kind of like a, it's like a, just a giveaway, a promotional. Yeah, giving away to my people that help support. That's true. You yeah. should only give it to the those that have donated to people. Right? People forking up some be money. Like that. Yeah, I be mean, like that. It's, ain't nothing personal. It's business. Problem is, most of the people that uh, that forked over that type of cash, they don't. They already probably have tickets. They've already got. They, they got, got the little, the sweets. The sweets in the in the. Yeah, Can you yeah. imagine if every if every single member from the church that was eighteen and older gave a dollar to the collective? Just one dollar. Just a dollar. Yeah, but not everyone's a fan of sports in the church. We, I, we didn't. Yeah, we, but we everybody in the church is a fan of charity. And, mm. and love. They already give. They already mm. give the tithing. So what's one more dollar? Yeah. What's it? 
Because every I'm like, you got eight year olds out there giving up, See? giving up one dollar. Right. They could probably give me a dollar too. Facts, man. Seven times, seven seventy seven times. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know that scripture's from, right? Mm-hmm. How many Amen. times, Lord? Seven times seventy. How many times, Lord? <laughs> How many times should I give this to this collective? <laughs> Saying I want four hundred and ninety donations from every eight-year-old in the state in Utah County. Man, and the thing, the thing too, like it's the, the bucks. mobilization. This is what I really appreciate about the church: the structure and the mobilization. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they're quick. That message, that message can can be preached in the pulpit. I don't even know if it's called pulpit in, in the church, but could be preached. And said at the opening opening statement after the prayer on church on Sunday, you and, the, and the whole world will hear at hundreds, thousands of churches. You do in one day. The whole world will hear that. If the brethren came out and said, "We would like," let's say, like for instance, they said, um, "Look, you're, you can utilize you could your tithing money can go to BYU athletics." Let's say it's like you could, or you can give additional. We invite you to give additional money. Damn. To BOA Athletics is it's a missionary tool. You know how many people that are on the fence right now that would just leave the church because they're like, "What BYU? They're they're, they're see, but I, I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I don't oh. know how many would leave because you're just giving it the option, Why? Yeah, yeah. just the option. Not, you could even yeah. say, "Oh, you Salt Lake County people, you can give it to Utah." Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like anybody would leave. We might not get the donations that we're looking for. Give it to your respective sporting team. Yeah. No, just BYU football. Just. But I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, all I'm saying is that that message can be sent out in a jiffy. just a just a if you want to. Yeah. I don't, people wouldn't leave. Yeah, nobody would leave. And if it. that's the thing that pushes them over the fence, they were trying to leave anyway. Oh, no, going, everyone's looking that, for a reason. Everybody's looking because, for a reason out. But if that's no. the one you choose, that's weak. That's a weak reason. I need something more concrete than you, that. That means you already knew you was going to hell. Yeah. You, you, no, no, I was looking for. You were just waiting. Yeah. You, uh, if you, I have yeah. to support BYU athletics with my tithing money. Is it all? Like I'm out. Come on, come on, kids. He was ready to go. He was ready to go. He was already ready to go. He was already ready to go. Okay, we don't want those people anyway. John. Yes, we do. Stay. Yeah. Oh, this we my want moment. you. Oh, honey. Stay. Martha. <laughs> it's our moment. Let's go. Martha. <laughs> oh. Now I'm worried about the about the girlfriends you got, Brian. If you if you going after girls named Martha. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Mm-mm. I would. I would. If I. I would not ever. No, no offense to anybody whose name is Martha out there. That's Care, yeah, or careful. Has fa- or has careful. family that got you know. But careful, somebody's grandma out there. Yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm, that's that's the point I was getting to. Look, my my grandma's name is Audrey. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. still on the line. But Martha, that's a that's a use. That's a classic granny. Look, name, look, I lo- I love cougars, but you know, there's a there's a there's a there's, there's a, a line. There's an age limit on both sides. Of of what? Higher than me and younger than me. Well, what's the age limit for cougars? Before? We should, say, we should I, probably get off this tangent. I say, but. I say 45. I'm 35. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Huge congratulations to Fred and Sydney Warner. They they just announced that Sydney's pregnant. Hey. They're expecting a baby boy. Congratulations Congrats. to Fred Warner, former BYU great. Uh, we uh, we wish you well. We wish your wonderful wife well as uh, you uh, um, you know you you bring in a life to this world. I'm sure you raise him well and raise him in the BYU ways. All right, that's our show. We're sticking to it. Download the podcast, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Support our sponsors. Can't do our show without our sponsors. I'm not even gonna give you a, a moment to give a random thought. Be low. I already I, gave my random thought. All right, yeah. yeah. I said I said Jesus loves you. All right, there you go, Caleb. Any final thoughts? Ah, you know I think I think I'm out. I You're think good. I'm, all right. I, oh, I, can I take can I take his? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I would I would like to donate my random thoughts yes. to Below real quick. Yes, I just want everybody to realize that um, you know when they're when they're uh, sitting down 
or standing that they're stationary they're not moving that's all I want to say be where your feet are yeah, they're stationary I'm just like saying it. like that's just like the earth's stationary that's what I mean by that because we're it. stationary we're not moving so take that how you want to take that thank you the random thought that's the random thought the earth, the earth is moving. Are you moving right now? Are you moving? That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Have a safe night. We'll be back tomorrow. It's here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960.